0: Childhood Trash, a dumpster dive into our childhood nostalgia where we re-examine some of the most influential media from our youth in order to answer the question, tragic or nostalgic? I'm your host, Maggie Keating, joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Pia LaPlaca. Today we're recapping the first 15 episodes of the first season of House of Anubis. is the first half of the first season to what we're calling the mid-season finale. There's some big changes in that uh, those last two episodes, particularly, that we felt had to be, oh yes, we are so excited to be here today. This is one of the main reasons we started this (laughs) podcast, is just so we could have a reason to talk and watch, um, House of the Newest. All right, so before we forget, we do need to mention something very crazy and very cool that Maggie has this very individual involvement with our favorite show in the fact that she did bamboozle thousands of people. And uh, we'll let Maggie explain herself, I guess. So I'll just take it away. Um, In elementary school, I thought I was going to be a a film editor. Um, I did not end up being a film editor. But in my spare time, I would make some edits. And they were terrible on iMovie of things I loved, House of Anubis being one of them. And when I heard that House of Anubis got canceled and they weren't making a season four, I was devastated. So I made my own season four trailer in its place and uploaded it to my dad's YouTube account. And um, it's, it's terrible. It's like with the iMovie music like just a slideshow of pictures from the show that already existed um and somehow it got over a hundred thousand views on youtube (laughs) and um i never told a single person in my high school about this but when i came to college all of my friends like made edits and had edit accounts and like for ariana grande or like something crazy. And I, I felt like it was okay to share my experience. So, um, after I connected with Pia about how much we loved House of Anubis, I had to share this with her. And so we're looking at my edit right now on YouTube. It's still up. You can look for it. And, um, (laughs) uh, people were in the comments, like roasting me because I was like, just, I was... Eleven, excuse you, I was eleven years old making this terrible collage basically of just pictures that already existed. And they were like, This isn't real, what the heck? So I took the liberty of commenting back. So I'll just read you my comment. From eight years ago. <laughs> this is so incredibly embarrassing. Um okay. Hi everyone! So yes, I do know that House of Anubis, HOA, is not coming back, but even though this trailer isn't real, it's still fun to pretend it is! is. Two exclamation points. This trailer was made on iMovie because at the time I didn't have any other editing devices. I do know though that if HOA was coming back that Nina would be returning, but Joy would not. <laughs> what? I actually contacted the HOA producers? And they said there was not gonna be another season. This video is all pictures from past seasons. I tried to use uncommon pictures. Please take the time to watch my other videos and hit the subscribe button if you love HOA. Thank you for watching. Also, over 10,000 hits. Thank you so much for enjoying my video. And I just died reading that to you guys. So, So I really- You can watch it on YouTube. It is called- House of Anubis Season 4, it's on Maggie's dad's YouTube channel. I'm not going to give you the name, I just want you to find it. (laughs) Yeah, you'll find it. It's the most popular one. And, you know, we've got a little local celebrity here on our hands, and I think that just really adds to our credibility for starting this episode, this show, and getting into our recap of House of Anubis. Let's begin. But, to start us off... (laughs) I did prepare something a little bit special. There is something in House of Anubis that, if you know the lore, you know what's going on. But we'll get to it when we get to, like, the episode. But we're going to start with the Sabuna Oath. So Sabuna is the club, secret society that they start, started by Fabian and Nina and Amber. And we're going to say the oath today to just, like, you know, I, don't, I actually don't know why. Just, it's Just for fun. For fun to, like... Swear our solidarity to the pod. To the pod. I'm holding up my hand. I, Pia LaPlaca, being of sound mind, promise to protect the secrets of Anubis House and stand by my fellow club member, Maggie Keating. I, Maggie Keating, being of sound mind, promise to protect the secrets of Anubis House and stand by my fellow club member, Pia LaPlaca. These are our sacred vows. Let no man or woman tear them asunder. Sabuna. Sabuna. <laughs> All right, and we have noted that if anyone else wants to join the podcast, they literally have to do that. No, it's actually legally required. It will be in their contract. So, let's start us off with the facts. Maggie, would you like to read the facts? The facts. Season 1 premieres on Nickelodeon, January 1st, 2011. Great way to start New Happy year. fucking New Year. <laughs> like, what <laughs> <best> a bang. <laughs> start to 2011 you could possibly... Like, they yeah. were like, you thought 2010 was good? Why? Just wait. <laughs> Just wait until 2011. <laughs> So, um, each new episode aired on a five-day-a-week schedule for the first two seasons. It was a telenovela, if you will. Oh, oh a little bit of a, a soap opera. It was a soap opera, yeah. which we'll get into. Um, shall we just, like, get started with the first episode? let's just go. The first episode is called House of Secrets. It is, is it an extra-long 40-minute episode, which I believe is, like, the same special length of the last episode, yes. um, which is why we're doing... You'll see with the schedule, what we're doing first. Sched- yeah, I mean, we'll let you know in a bit. Um, but this was written by Diane Whitley and directed by Angelo Abella. This also premiered to a whopping 2.6 million viewers. Now, I want to know where those 2.6 million viewers are today. Hopefully <laughs> listening to this podcast. Absolutely hitting that <laughs> subscribe button. I don't actually know how podcasts work. That just like, blew my mind, and I had to write that down. Okay. All right, we open. <laughs> Nina at the train station, suitcase, big American flag. I love her, like literally that's my first note. It says big American flag. I did also note the intro um, to to each episode that is so dramatic and cheesy, um, but I love it. Didn't skip it a single time. <laughs> and, it, and it's just like nobody was doing it like they were. She is a big American flag. She really is. A big, that striped sweater, you know, she's the stars and the stripes. The striped cardigan. (laughs) Is she wearing the striped cardigan? Okay, okay. I wasn't sure how soon she's wearing it, but I think... Straight off the bat. Straight off the bat, she's wearing the striped cardigan. It's a reoccurring theme. But basically, Nina gets to school, and at the same time, Joy Mercer, also played by Clarissa Clayton, um... Is mysteriously removed from the school under circumstances which we are, don't know yet. Are mysterious, as <laughs> they would mysterious, suggest. mysterious circumstances. Okay, so she gets, Joy gets taken out of the school. We don't know anything about her yet, except that she's like, gets really just like yeeted out of there. And like, friends with Patricia. And, and Ra- friends with Patricia. And the funniest thing is that Patricia's like, we were going to watch all these rom-coms, and you know Joy is rom-com obsessed. And it's like, literally, she would never never miss you rewatching rom-coms, which, like, me. But, like, (laughs) like, it was so crazy. And I also noted that they, like, referenced, like, Harry Potter and Twilight a bunch. Immediately, because they're, like, the obvious inspiration for the show. No, yeah, and I didn't really realize that at first, because, like... Like, Nina gets there, she's like, ooh, I'm in Hogwarts land, and, like, it's just so, like, n- yeah, but, it is. um, they talk a lot about vampires and werewolves in the coming, in the coming episodes, and yes. I thought that was kind and of And honestly, funny. okay, like, going back and watching this show with more of a critical eye, I noticed a lot of, like, the stuff they start to do on purpose, like, there's some, like, the naming of characters, like, we'll get to it later. So true, wait, oh, wait, wait I'm no, so Mrs. I... Robinson, the, like, the gym teacher? Yeah. We'll get to it, though. Okay, I'll we'll talk about it. In later I was going to talk about Alfie and Jerome. Oh, okay. Lewis and Clark. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're literally named Lewis and Clark. Creepy. Like for what? Yeah, <laughs> for no because, reason because they're the two little adventurers. I like, guess. It's so cute. Anyway, um, I also thought it was really funny that um, Patricia is already shipping Fabian and Joy so hard. So we kind mm-hmm. of see this like, will they, won't they? That we just will never see again because Joy's gone. She is. She's gone. Heated out of forever. there forever and like handled in such a silly little way. Like, they literally just scoop her out of class in front of everybody. So, Nina is moving in to Anubis' house, a.k.a. the House of Anubis. I want to ask you a question, okay. a very serious question, okay. bringing up the fact that they were living in House of Anubis. What is their school called? Like, what school do they go to? They go to a boarding school. They never they live. They live in the House of Anubis. Why? Because there's know. no one else... Okay, I have a conspiracy theory okay. that Nina is Harry Potter, and she has <laughs> moved to Hogwarts, and the reason that House of Anubis is called House of Anubis is it's just like in how in Harry Potter they only followed the Gryffindors, how in House of Anubis they only followed the people in Anubis' house. Okay, because I, like... The, and she's the chosen one. Yes. I mean, duh. In the third season, they bring up the people from the other houses, I think,
1: but, like, oh. they don't talk
0: about the school. So... S- some of the other, like, character relationships, um... In this episode, we meet um, Mick, Mara, Amber, and there's a weird love triangle going on there. Yeah, so basically, Mick is dating Amber because they're the two hottest blonde people, Aryan people in the school. (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's how that works. It's Um, very much cliche. They're both, like, dumb, which I think is so funny because they... Also say they have nothing in common. And I was like, you're actually just, like, the girl and boy versions of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And Amber gets really jealous because Mara is tutoring her boyfriend, and he ends up getting them the same bracelets. Yes. Which which is is, such a terrible thing to do, like, for real. We meet Sarah. She is an elderly woman who lives at the old folks' home like, down the road of mm. House of Anubis, and she meets Nina by just, like, being... Just wandering. wandering. <laughs> Truly she's wandering. She's literally just outside. And I would like to say that I think Sarah gives the best performance of oh the show. She's acting she, her ass off. She is stealing every scene she's in. And she, like, really tugs at my heartstrings. Like, I love her. I don't remember being so, like, involved with her, except, like, in a specific episode that yeah. I remember being very affected yeah, by. Yeah. But every time she's on screen... And she's like just like wrinkly and like just about <laughs> to cry at every moment. And, and I she just, just want to die. Misses her family so much. No. and is just like so angry at what everybody's done to her yeah. and then taken advantage of. Like you just feel for her so much. So she gives little Nina a little locket. The locket. And it's the Eye of Horus, which we'll find out later. We're just, like, very into Egyptian mythology for whatever reason. Oh, you bet. We don't know why. Yeah. There's no explanation. It's just, explanation. like, an Egypt theme to make the yeah. mystery more interesting. You know Diane Wheatley. But you know I ate that up, so. Yeah. Anywho, so we also meet some of our other fun characters who are, like, Alfie and Jerome, who are kind of the class clowns. The pranksters. The pranksters. and no good. Yeah, and we find out that Alfie is in love with Amber and will pretty much do whatever it takes to be with her, even though he's just a bumbling idiot the entire time. And we just love Alfie so much. Jerome is conniving in the first season. Although, I do find Jerome to be one of the most interesting characters. I agree. Especially- he has so much going on. Throughout all the seasons. Yeah, season two, and then through season three, he really develops, like, as a person, which is interesting. Everyone is basically pretty chill that Joy is not here, except Patricia, and Patricia's freaking out, and she's getting gaslit like none other. Oh my god. They literally, oh my god, the way they treat Patricia in this show, when they Joy's missing, is like- care. I absolutely bizarre. don't care. Yeah. They basically force Nina to go into the attic as, like, a new person initiation, and they're all like, it's haunted. There's ghosts and dead people and zombies up there, and you're gonna die. Yeah. Uh, and she goes up there, and then Patricia locks her in and, like, basically throws away the key. Literally. She really does. Literally throw throws way. away the key. Yeah. And so then Nina spends the night. Okay, episode on. two yeah. is called House of Locks and House of Eyes. Now, why it is not called House of Locks and House of Keys remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, this is written by Diane Wheatley and also directed by Angela Abella. They're a good team. We think. Actually, Diane, she, she wrote mo- she wrote all these 15 episodes. Okay. So, she, she has been our gal yeah. for this time. I wonder what she's up to. I don't know. We'll, we we'll should, have we'll, to get her on the pod. We'll probably do, like, a, a last, that in the last episode. Like, where are they where now? Where are they now? Mm, yeah. So, Nina is stuck up in the... I was about to say the closet oh no <laughs> that would be a fun turn <laughs> she's also okay <laughs> anyway she's stuck up in the attic locked in there and victor is also up there um because he hears someone and victor we didn't choose victor victor is the lovely house mother house <laughs> just mother? kidding i'm kidding oh my gosh he the like groundskeeper right is that what they call him i don't know does he own the does he just work there? I like it, I think he like it's oh, unclear nervous estate because like his family okay. all the family stuff. Anyway, he just basically like oversees these children by being a general ass. Yeah. Um and dropping lots pins. Lots of rules. Dropping he's got pin. <laughs> dropping pins <laughs> making everywhere. Emotions. Um and stuff and crows. Generally living forever. Oh yeah. Well we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll stuff get and to crows is really it. important. Oh yeah, we love Corbier. a freak. Corbier's a free Okay, does Corbier serve any other purpose than to make Victor seem creepy? Cuz I, I can't remember if he like actually does anything. Okay, no, Corbier <laughs> doesn't do anything, but he's I just think a stuffed Corbier bird. Corbier serves as like the the um how we figure out what Victor's doing. Like cuz Victor like gives him a monologue to Corbier. I'd um, be like true. this is mine cuz he just playing. talks to himself, yeah, yeah. I guess. That's fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'll get I'll give it to you, Diane. Mm-hmm. Um, so So he's up there. Somehow he doesn't see Nina and she gets away with it and uh, basically leaves Scott free. Because she has her magical little locket that opens a secret passageway. Yup. And so she's able to hide from Victor. But also up there, she spies a pair of eyes just looking at her. And somehow she gets scared. It's a it's painting. It's obviously a painting. It's so clearly a painting. And the amount of people that freak out over this painting are two. But it's still too many. <laughs> no, okay. But it's just clear, like, the budget for this show was, like, $15 oh, no. an episode. I don't even want to talk about the portraits. Because they're so cartoony. Yeah. That's why they all wear the same wardrobe. I want to know if this was, these were, like, their clothes. Like, their actual clothes. Some of them, I feel like it was. Patricia's style ate, though, with her, like, tights. Sometimes. I loved her. Not all the time. No! Okay, cool. She realizes it's a painting. She got her wits about her, finally. Um, and then she starts confiding in Fabian. Now, Fabian is arguably my favorite character because yeah.
1: I he's love a soft just, boy.
0: He's just so baby. He's just, like, sweet and smart And, like, is already in love with Nina from the first time Mm -hmm. they, uh, meet. Uh, We didn't talk about the hot teacher, but we'll get there. (laughs) Oh, I have some thoughts on him, too. I have a lot of thoughts. Patricia's literally the only one who cares, and she's just constantly being gaslit, constantly trying to investigate on her own, but she's not very good at it because she doesn't have other people's help or, like anything, mm-hmm. so she's doing all that she can, you know, she's listening on the teachers, she's like the teachers are in on it, this is a whole conspiracy she's just basically, Looking like, for her friends. she really is, and the, because she's like so alone, and like Another word for alone. Um, (laughs) Isolated, maybe? I think she has, like, way too much time to, like, ruminate and just, like, conspiracy. Like, she's just, like, going for it. Yeah, she's going bonkers. So she's a little bit going crazy, which she just, like, descends into madness, which I kind of love the yellow Mm -hmm. wallpaper. So, um... (laughs) She is the woman in the attic. She is... Oh, my God. Wait, but Nina's the woman in the attic. Okay, yeah. But she just doesn't go crazy. But progressing, so Nina and Fabian start to want to investigate more about this painting... Um, and the locket, because what the heck? That's weird. So they go to the attic, and they're like, oh my god, what's this? And they open the thing again, the secret passageway, and they discover hieroglyphics on the back of the painting. Sarah, the lady that gave Nina the locket, had some crazy stuff to say about a treasure. Now, why do they want treasure? Like, I get that it's the main motivator (laughs) in, like, most of this. I know. But why do these, like, children... Want treasure, other than the fact that, like, Nina's on scholarship. Like, why else would I she want treasure? Just because it's fun? I feel like the motivation is in- it's interesting. It's like, for me, I would just want to solve a mystery. No, yeah, but I feel like they're always just being like, oh, it's treasure, it's treasure, it's treasure. Yeah. It's, like, very weird. No, we no. can move on to yeah. the next episode. Episode three, House of Agendas and House of Keys, finally. Yeah. Because I just, like, I don't think they, like, paired them up. I think they, like, did them separately. Yeah. This was written by Diane Wheatley and... Directed by Angela Bella. So basically, Patricia has had enough. She is like, no one is listening to me. The teachers are all in on it. Victor's in on it. Everyone is basically in Where on it. Where is Joy? So she goes to the police, the only people you can trust, obviously. Um, <laughs> and she reports her missing. And the police are like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. But plot, plot twist. twist. What? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> plot fucking twist police are in on it, too. Yes. And so the police, like, right after talking to Patricia, like, calls Victor up, and he's like, yo, Patricia just came in here looking for joy. And he's like, ah, I'll take care of it. So it's all good. Um, well, for them, not for Patricia. She's still going crazy. Nina's also going through it. But um, she's, <laughs> she like, is. having these, like, prophetic, prof- like, dreams that are, like... Can we talk about the dreams? Yeah. I remember being so, like, viscerally... Um, impacted by these dreams. Now, they are the most low-budget-looking pieces of shit that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, they just threw a blue filter on, they put all the, like, actors on the same set, and they, like... We're throwing didn't do boas, boas anything. At her. Yeah, like they didn't do any special effects. They yeah. put all their special effects into the like the locket magic. Yeah, and these like um, dream nightmare sequences just had nothing. nothing. They had nothing. Uh, they stepped it up a little bit for the season two with. Sychar. Yes, I agree um, with you. I think they got more money to be yeah, honest. They made more episodes, and I think that they had better special effects in the second season. But oh they God, literally just like they had the camera like just going all around them and like making it seem like kind of like off kilter. But Natalia it didn't make Ramos, any sense. Like she, she is gave not it acting. She, she is not. She, is not. Is just she does a out. lot of mouth acting. I've noticed. There's a <laughs> lot of like open mouthed scenes, and I get it because they're like shocked. Pulling at her hair, pulling at her hair. She goes no, no, no. She has this dream, and it seems like it's a warning. Um, to beware the blackbird. Beware the blackbird. And so she takes that as like Corbiere and Victor, general yeah. like everyone. But everybody's starting to get the vibe that the teachers are no good. Patricia, Nina, Fabian—they're all like no. So they're on the same side, but they all kind of hate each other right now. So Fabian and Nina basically crack the code of the hieroglyphics that they mean uh, underneath the eighth step. So they go to the 8th step in the Anubis house. Nina gets her freaking bike tools, which I don't like remember why, seeing her ride a bike. her bike? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, like, flew with her bike? Like, I don't know. Um, and they pry open uh, the stair, and they get an Egyptian puzzle piece. I guess back in the, like, kind of normal academic side of things, we can go to the other characters. Yeah, we should doing. touch on some of the, they're, like, Amber Mara. They're just, like, not interesting to me, but I know they might be interesting to other people. Yeah. Their, their general entanglements. And I do appreciate how this this show develops the other characters, like, they definitely don't... They give a good amount of, like, screen time yeah, to them. Yeah, they do. And, and they manage to also give a, a good amount of screen time to, like, everybody, so... Yeah. Like, Mick, Mara, Amber are all kind of, like, in a bit of a... <laughs> a a <laughs> So... Amber kissed Alfie to make Mick jealous, because she was jealous of Mara tutoring him. Mm-hmm. And... Alfie kind of took that as, hey, like, this girl really likes me, and Jerome, like, played into that because he's kind of a sadist mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. Um, <laughs> and, but we love him for but it. But we love him for Ugh, it because Jerome. he. I love Agents of Chaos. Yes. Like, they just make the story fun, yeah. and he is that man. So he's like, hey, like, let's try to set you up on a date with Amber, and so he leaves this cute little note for Amber. And, like, candy letters, yeah. right, on the bed. Mm-hmm. Originally, like, he's with Alfie, they're, they're, like, leaving the message from Alfie. Jerome hangs back after Alfie leaves, takes away Alfie's name in the message. And he just goes, ha 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 ha. (laughs) Yeah, and and so then, obviously, Amber assumes it's from Mick. Um, Alfie shows up, Amber's like, get out, I'm waiting for Mick, like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. He never shows up, and now they're fighting. But eventually, like, that whole situation gets sorted out, and they figure out, like... That Jerome was pulling the strings. Yeah, which... Mm -hmm. Kind of happens a lot. I feel like he just, like, does something for the sake of doing it, and then they figure it out, and they're like, okay, that was kind of a waste of an episode. Yeah, but, yeah. Um Yeah. And then the last fun thing that happens in this episode is we get a little bit of contact from the mysterious Joy. Oh. Patricia gets an email from Joy. Or supposedly. Supposedly. From Joy. And it's like, I'm safe, I'm good, we're chilling. But it's all in, like formal type like capitals and no emoticons no emoticons is the big thing (laughs) and patricia's like "Mm, that's not joy she would never type like that and it's a new email address so that doesn't make any sense i know i like that they say like she moved house so she got a new email that doesn't, no, that's not how that that's works. Out. Moving swiftly along, we have episode four, which is House of Discovery and House of Hyper. I don't know what any of these no. two words have to do with this episode. We have a new director. We Tom have a new Poole. director. His Tom Pool. Diane. I just wrote Diane. I started just calling her Diane. Dan, Diane's bae. Diane yeah. is Bay. Yeah, like, we can chill with Diane. So, Victor is very annoyed because he knows that people are stealing his keys and then putting them back and then just, like, just generally breaking in. breaking into places that he doesn't want to be broken into. Like the, the attic, attic, the cellar. We're not there yet. Which has not happened yet, but we'll get but there. But specifically the attic. So he has this master plan <laughs> to put a little feather in between the little, like, door so that if you open it, the feather will fall out and he'll yeah. be like, it's this little, like, trigger system to know if someone's been in the attic. So when Fabian and Nina sneak up there to find these, like, cylinders which become very important later yes uh, especially what's on them. He knows that someone's been up there because the feather is on the floor. Later during the day, Mick and Amber are throwing a bit of a, a celebration party to celebrate how they like got back together because um, they figured out that Jerome was being kind of evil um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't them. So they they have a little get getting back together party and during this party, Fabian and Nina decide to sneak away, go to the attic. He says, You are very persuasive. I thought that was very sexy of him. <laughs> sometimes he has lines to Nina that I'm just like, Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> oh my god, I know. There's some like sometimes they drop like a little swear word in this show. I remember they said hell. Oh my gosh. Can I just say I like... that I'm so mad that I forgot I mentioned or forgot to mention. That Fabian twice says, or calls uh, Patricia a witch. And every time he says that, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm just like, he is saying bitch, he just can't. And I just know the writers were just like, I don't know what to call her. This show was swear words. That's what I need. No, And yeah. like, actual drama. Like TVMA. That's yeah, what the show should the show be. show needs to be TVMA. Because there's some risque stuff that yeah. we will get into that is kind of crazy. crazy. <laughs> but basically, they're in the attic. And they are... We I mean, they got the cylinders. They got this these cylinders that, that go to, like, a phonograph machine, which... It's like an MP3 player. Basically <laughs> a record player, but in circle form. Oh, Like, so true. more circle form. Cylinder. In a cylinder form. In a cylinder form. So, And um, they don't know what to do with them, and they don't really know... What, they actually don't know what they are at first. Yeah. So they take them to Fabian's Uncle Aid, who is the most camp bitch in I the show. I love Uncle I Ade. love him more than life. Um, Uncle Aid makes them... What was it? Um... Bubbles and Squeak, which uh, is apparently okay. a British delicacy, and I was like, "What? what is that? I don't know, but it's so silly. So he tells them what they are and um, basically how to use them, and, and then they remember there is actually a phonograph machine so they can actually listen to them. Mm-hmm. And then Patricia basically discovers that the police suck, and they are with Victor and the gang, and they say some really shady stuff about where Joy is, and she just interprets it very badly. Yeah, so this whole episode, they're just, like, finding out there can't be a lot in every episode, you know what I mean? They yeah. can't all be bangers. Just finding out more and more stuff. And, um, I think the biggest part of this episode, um, Nina and Amber decide to room together, so Patricia moves out of the room with Nina and moves in with Mara, because Amber is fed up with Mara, so they switch Cause rooms. Because Mara sucks. Mara sucks Mara continues yeah. to suck, and then she sucks harder. Yeah. Yeah. So that's- She the, never- I don't think she ever stops sucking, to be very yeah, real. I yeah. don't think she ever does. Especially in season three. Yeah. Anyway, episode five is House of Cheats and House of Rumors, also written by Diane and directed by Tommy Poole. And this is where Mara sucks the most. No, it's not. She sucks more later. She sucks more later. But this is, like, starting of, like, bad This suckiness. is, like, a bad cycle of suckiness that yeah. she starts up. Mara, um, decides to cheat on a French test for Mick, so she, like, takes two tests, basically. Yeah. She, like, gets a second copy of the test, takes it for him, writes his name. To like, I don't know why. Because she's in love with him, and yeah, and like, doesn't know how to express and, her feelings. Yeah, and he does. He doesn't know this is happening. Like, and basically, so Jerome, of course, like sees her doing that, and so he's like, "This is great blackmail. So I'm gonna have you do all my chores for the week," which is kind of iconic of him. Yeah. Um, he's always like just observing. So he's well. so observant. He's the wallflower. Like, what? Can, ugh, I need a he's few more. too good. He's too. He's good. too good for us. Alrighty, so Nina and Fabian, they're sneaking back and forth into the attic, this is nothing new, um, but they listen to the cylinders in the phonograph, and it makes this, like, really loud, crazy noise um, that sounds like someone wailing, or, I believe Nina says it's a moan, mm. which I was like, okay, how do you know that? A terrible moan, a deathbed moan. Oh yeah, she says bed. that! Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The way you remembered that was actually so I good. watched it today. <laughs> And while this is happening, basically Alfie and Jerome have convinced Patricia that, like, Joy is dead and wants to talk to her from beyond the grave. And so they hold a seance, which is, like, so weird. (laughs) Like, for what? (laughs) And, like, they're actually doing this. And so coincidentally, at the same time as as this moan, the seance happens. And then the seance, and, and they hear the moan, and they're like, oh my god, it's Joy. Yeah. And it's not. And they it's all get not. out. It's definitely not. But it does freak them all out. And then the next day, Patricia starts seeing things. So she's hearing things, she's seeing things. It's not going well for Patricia. She sees someone hanging around on the school grounds and gets freaked out, thinking it's a ghost. She yells and points and goes, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost. She goes, Hot teacher, it's a ghost. And he's like, Drama. Anyway. Oh, so, Mr. Mr. Winkler. Guys. Mr. Winkler, hot teacher. Love him. Mm-hmm. And I literally said, she can conv- wait, I wrote this. <laughs> okay. I definitely wrote this. She confides in her hot new drama teacher, Mr. Winkler, played by Jack Donnelly. Jack Donnelly, where are you? We need you on the pod. That's so true. Um, who agrees to basically help her to find out what happened to Joy, because she's very, very concerned, mm-hmm. as we all know. Next up, Amber basically is snooping. She's like, Nina, I, I know you're up to no good. I know there's something going on, and uh, tell me everything. And she look, looks over the bathroom stall. <laughs> Nina could have been peeing. She really, I dude, that gave me like pregnancy test energy. I felt like she was like taking a pregnancy test. Because she was just so like pulls weird. out her stuff in the bathroom stall. Yeah, it was really funny. But then. The thing is, these people do in bathroom stalls. I know, right? Oh my God. Um, and Amber looks over and sees Nina with this uh, puzzle piece that they found in the attic. Mm-hmm. Um, and is like, what is that? So then Nina has to tell her everything but we find out that Amber probably can be trusted because she ends up covering for them when they almost get caught sneaking out of the attic that night. So, yeah, she's when pretty they bring cool. when they bring her along. Yeah. She gets some she got a really good like um thing about ice cream, I think she said. She was like I got munchies, you know? Yeah, like she, what are you going to do? She's like I don't care about your rules. I'm going on a fridge right now. Yeah. yeah. Which I kind of loved. I feel like most of the time, like, they just say the most outlandish lies. Mm-hmm. And somehow don't, and somehow get away with it. But I feel like Amber just, like, made something up that was normal. She's really the most reasonable character. Yeah. Episode 6, House of Intruders and House of Proof. Also written by our gal Diane and directed by Tom. Cool. We have a reappearance of the striped cardigan. cardigan. I feel like we need a bell. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I also noted in this first scene, everyone is comforting Patricia because she has seen the ghost of Christmas Past again, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's comforting her like in her bed or whatever. Yeah. Um, like Trudy, their house mom and stuff. Um, and then Mick is just standing there eating a banana. <laughs> And he literally, uh, you <laughs> the really scene. They did that to They really, like, hammered in the fact that, like, he's eating all the time. Yeah. And I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. But more importantly in this episode, there's, like, a very fun fight. <laughs> oh. Amber finds out about this uh, cheating thing that uh, Mara has done for Nick. Uh, Nick? Mick? On the, Close um... Off. French test and they literally have a cat fight over it. It's like, so funny. Like in the little like common room they have. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Cause they also do drama there, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. I, I don't understand. It's that. a low budget school. Yeah. Yeah, like, I love it. I wish it was more intense of a mm-hmm. fight because I don't really know what exactly they were doing. Like they're pulling they were each kinda, other's hair. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. But she finds out that Mara cheated for Mick and also tells Mick as well. And then Going back to our lovely clues, we get another clue from Miss Sarah Frobisher-Smythe herself, her child self, I guess. Um, she she wrote a little message to herself, and she said, uh, she said, help me, yeah. Sarah Frobisher-Smythe. On the wall. <laughs> on the wall. And Amber just finds it. And okay. Amber, like, peels back the wallpaper. They're doing a lot of knocking in this. Se- Are they doing knocking in this? Se- I feel like she does a lot of knocking in general. Yeah, she's on like the knocking walls. around. She's knocking around. And I think there's also, like, uh, some tallies on the wall yeah. as well. I have a really fun idea to record Sarah's cylinders. So they don't have to keep going to the attic. onto Amber's MP3 player. Which is, I wrote down that, so (laughs) 2000s. Because I was like, literally, what's an MP3 player? Mm. And I also think it's so funny. One of my favorite things is when they're recording um, the podcast, they find out, like, obviously, like, I literally called it a podcast. Podcast. I was literally, (laughs) I was getting to that point. But um, they find out that, like, Sarah basically thinks that, like, her parents were murdered by Victor. Well, not Victor. She doesn't name him. But, like, some guy who sounds a lot like Victor. (laughs) Um, But I love that in this whole episode and in, like, The Ones to Come, Fabian just acts like he is the producer of Sarah's Cylinders, the podcast. And he is just, like, so mad that everyone keeps fucking up his podcast. (laughs) And he's like, guys, you need to be quiet. Like, I'm just trying to edit my podcast. (laughs) I love him. He takes it so seriously. And it's my favorite thing. And they basically figure out that Sarah is probably Sarah. Old Lady Sarah. Yeah, Old Lady Sarah is, um, young girl on the cylinders, cylinders that they found in the attic. And yeah. so they're piecing all that together, and it's pretty cool. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Back at- The creepy, at, creepy towers. The back, like, well outside of the attic. I feel like there's, like, inside the attic and outside of the attic storylines. Yeah. So, outside the attic, um, Jason, uh, also known as Mr. Winkler. Also known as hot fucking teacher. Yeah. Finds, um- Joy's broken phone and some of her, like, belongings in the recycling bins um, outside of the school. Um, he doesn't really try hard to find that. He no, just, it's just kind of sitting there. It's right there. Victor really just and didn't play try it. That hard to dispose of all of it. But he finds it, and it's pretty much confirmation of everything that Patricia's been saying. So he starts to get on her side a little bit more. Which we love. Main thing of this episode, they start the Sabuna Club. What's Sabuna? Anubis backwards. Mic drop. Another puzzle piece, another riddle. Let's move on. Okay. Yes. Episode seven: House of Confrontation and House of Alarms. Yes. Diane and Tommy killing it. We meet Rufus. Uh, just kidding. The private I, investigator of the woods, who, the most sus man, who we think is actually a ghost. Um, yeah, he's he's the most confusing character, but his outfit does let. And he tasks Patricia with finding stuff, um, including the Eye of Horus. So she's on the lookout. Meanwhile, um, Mick dumps Amber. Dumps her, drops her like she's freaking hot in front of everyone. It's like kind of savage, but like she wasn't paying him any attention, so. And he keeps, and he just does it again. They're not, they weren't a good relationship to begin with, but I was kind of sad to see them go because they were steady. Yeah. They were steady. They were a constant. I got used to them. Yes. But it's fine. It's fine. So anyway, they find the next puzzle piece solving the first puzzle riddle. They have prospective Parents Weekend, which basically is the set of the this whole episode, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really mean anything to anything important other than people fighting like Mara and Mick. And that's about it. It It literally doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't advance anything in the plot so we can move on. One thing that we do find out while baking some lovely cakes is that there's an oven. But does this oven open? No, No. sir, it does not. Mm -mm. And I don't actually think we open it in this episode, to be very real. So we don't open it, but we find out it doesn't open. And... They do hear Victor's voice on one of the recordings. Which, like, does. But, like, we knew that. We knew that. Like, we've been new. Like, come on. Yeah. Sarah's Sarah. Victor's Victor. A spade is a spade. Episode 8. House of Flames and House of Pap... Pap Whoa. (laughs) Passages. Passages. Diane. Tommy. So, Patricia's in her stealing era. She wants to steal Nina's stuff. She also like went through her diary in like the first few episodes. She's, she's evil, kind of. <laughs> she's kind of evil. And then every time her friends call her out for it, she's like, "What do you mean you're not my friend anymore? Yeah, like you don't like you didn't like why we don't used you love to... me? She's like, "What do you mean like we used to steal stuff all the time like when we were friends? Like what are you talking about, Patricia? That's crazy. This is why people think you're insane. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Sabuna figures out the next riddle and finds out that they have to fi- find a fireplace. A place of fire, if you will. Yes. Now, what is a place of fire other than, you guessed it, an oven? And guess what? It opens with Nina's Nina's locket. It's the magical locket. It's the universal key. And we also find out that there is a little bit of, like, some tension, some drama, some history, some past with Rufus and the kind of teacher Victor squad Mm -hmm. um, that we don't know too much about yet. About yet? Just Whoa. that they're a weird cult, and this is way too, like, scary to be on Nickelodeon. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, like, they're, like, in masks, robes, chanting. The it's whole nine. Weird. But I love a terracotta. It's like, so fun. I love the terracotta robes. Like, get me one of those. Yeah. Um, but basically they call Rufus the Betrayer, so we know that there's this kind of mysterious past with him and the cult. Yes. So they make it to the, um, they go through the oven passageway, which leads into the cellar, which gets them Course. the next clue, which is like a like a big circle ring. And it's, it's like a hula hoop, but it, like mini. But like a little mini hula hoop. Like it's like bigger than a collar. Like a large bangle, if you will. It's like a crown, maybe. Maybe it's a crown. Got, yeah. It's got numbers on it. And it's got stuff, and it's confusing, and anyway, moving on. And they see Victor drinking it up, toasting to life. He's drinking a weird fluid. They are hiding in the cabinet because Victor literally doesn't have peripheral vision. Um, Alchemist freak. Yeah. He's yeah. Really and they get stuck down there, but eventually, like, they get out. Oh, they escape God. the cellar. Yeah. In the next episode, which is episode nine, House of Kidnap and House of Catnap. Now, I love this episode because I love a cat, and it's only in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this is actually, like, a really sad part of the show. They find this cat. In this the, lovely little black cat. In the cellar, and Amber, like, Decides that she's going to take care of it. She takes off from school. She pretends to be sick. And later, they go down to the attic, or go down to the cellar. And they find a stuffed cat that looks exactly like... Oh, yeah. It's it's sad. And not stuffed as in, like, stuffed animals. (laughs) Stuffed as in, like... Taxidermy. Like, Victor loves his taxidermy. So, Amber is a mess, like, sobbing. Yeah. Because she thinks that Victor taxidermied the cat and killed it. And so, they're like, okay, this is enough. Yeah. Like we need it's to really tell somebody. It's really a turning point. Yeah. Yeah. They're scared. They're kids. And so they they're like we need to tell somebody. And they go to Trudy and they confide in Trudy. And Trudy's like, "Okay, like, like let's go down to the cellar like we'll get Victor and have him show us." And they go down to the cellar. None of it is there. The cat isn't there. All of his weird elixir of life shit isn't there. And Trudy has been made a fool of in front of Victor. And and yeah. she gets fired. She gets fired for literally believing the kids. Yeah. And you slayed that recap. I know, I did. You slayed that. Okay, episode 10, House of Cameras and House of Numbers. Wait, I also love this wait, episode. Wait, oh, did I miss? I forgot. They let Patricia in on the secret.
1: Oh, because, so true. Yeah, because- So true.
0: Because it was like, they all decided that they were on the same side. Like, they figured out they were- Which took them long, but it really enough. did. It really did. Victor's on this, like, secret spy mission. <laughs> he is. To, like, to, like, what's the word? I don't know surveil the children yeah so he's basically like he been knew that these kids were up to something but he doesn't know what yet and so he just installs these like security cameras all throughout everywhere there's probably one in the bathroom for all we know yeah. um <laughs> you know watching them change like i wouldn't put it past him but um he's installed these uh security cameras and they're not fun like the kids play tricks on them sure but like they're definitely just like not able to do what they want to do when they have these up like they have to be really sneaky about finding clues yeah. and such um, but you know what's so quirky and fun about this episode? What? Is the sports quiz. Oh, between, um, Mara and Mick, right? Yeah, so Mara and Mick are on speaking terms again, except they're gonna have a sports quiz because he's like, you're a girl, you don't know anything about sports. Yeah, and Mara freaking chose him. Because her dad is an Olympian. Yeah, this might be the only time I've liked Mara. Yeah. But basically they decide to team up to help him train to go to UCLA or some shit. Yeah. Because he's sports guy. Sports guy. He's a sportsman. Needs to do other stuff. I don't know. After pressure from Mick's dad, they eventually take down the cameras um, because that's bizarre. But Nina is doing some digging on Anubis House. Finds out that the original owners, the Furbisher Smythes, were part of the uh, excavation party that found Tutankhamen's tomb. The next clue, which is something belted and clasped. And while they're looking, they find a picture of Victor from the 20s looking exactly the same as he does right now very spooky one other thing i just want to quickly mention about this episode is there's a part where nina walks in on fabian who's playing guitar to himself in the mirror like he's a <laughs> rock star and it just is so funny and weird to me and i just wanted to mention it oh i just love it i love the little fabina moments they i wrote are them all so down fabina. I love they them. are so fabina episode 11 house of scares and house of fakers mm. this is written by our girl diane but directed by tim hopewell so the cameras are removed. And Trudy also comes back to the home. I think we might have skipped over that, but that was also, like, a part of the camera negotiations. Yes, to, to get Trudy To get by. Trudy reinstated. Because they weren't eating. They were starving. Yeah. like Victor wasn't cooking. He, was like, bad. made slop. Like, I don't know what he was doing. Anyway, Mick and Mara kiss. Who cares? None of us. Boo, so bad. Gross. Oh, uh, God. Okay, this is this episode. So, they're like, okay, now that we know that Victor is a zombie and has been alive for, like... A zombie? <laughs> for, like, 300 years... Not three hundred. Over a Mav- hundred years. Math um, We're gonna go find proof of this elixir of life. So they go to the cellar, and uh, they get scared by Alfie and Jerome dressed in zombie costumes. So they're like, which was kind of a slight. I kind of loved that yeah. joke. It was really funny to me. Yeah. They're like, haha. I thought it was funny. Yeah. There. I laughed. Uh, Alfie and Jerome come clean about that. They're also running, like, some other schemes that aren't important, but they're just, like, so fun. They really <laughs> add to, like, the fun of the outside of the seller business. Yeah. Um, and they keep it alive. They really keep it alive. Yeah, they so they get a sample of the elixir um, that Patricia puts in this, like, sports drink bottle to make it, like, inconspicuous. And then um, Nina visits Sarah uh, in the nursing home where uh, Sarah reveals that she and Rufus used to be uh, childhood friends. And Rufus, also the private investigator and suggest that Victor is the one who murdered her parents. He's definitely not a private investigator, right? Oh, no. Okay. No, this man is a fraud. I was just checking. Mm-hmm. Um I also wrote in my notes seller attic, pick a fave right now if you had to. Cellar or attic? seller or addict. You're a seller? I'm a seller girl. I'm an addict person. But but the season two seller stuff is so slay. I can't remember. With the tunnels? Oh my god! Oh fuck! That they were in the cellar. That was oh, a cellar. That's true. Yeah. Oh, it's so But that good. freaks me out. I feel like I would get less freaked out in an attic. That attic is cool too. Moving on to episode twelve, we have House of Identity and House of Emergency. This is written by our girl Diane and directed by Timmy Hope. Whoa! So, Mara's being weird this episode. Mara is in her reputation era. She, she is, is so pissed. She yeah. heard Mick say, "Like I would never date that bitch Mara because she's so motherfucking boring." And yeah. like, was he lying? No. no. <laughs> absolutely not. So she decides, like, to basically dress like Patricia. Yeah. And act Patricia's like a bitch. Like, what is wrong Yeah, Patricia's do? like, like you're just being me, but worse. She's having her own moment, and, like, we just gotta mention it. Um, and she, she does some fun pranks herself. You know, yeah. she, like, does the classic little red sock in the in the white laundry load to get mm-hmm. his clothes all pink. Yeah, it was cute. Um, but she does some not so slight things as well. The main plot in this episode, Alfie left his zombie mask in the cellar. How dare he? Yeah. Like, when he was trying to scare Nina and Fabian and Amber. And Patricia. And Patricia. Sorry. Forget. So he goes back to retrieve the mask, and um, while Jerome is trying to wait to let him out, he gets caught by Victor. So uh, Alfie is stranded in the cellar overnight, and he witnesses Victor holding, like, one of the cult meetings. meetings. Yeah literally traumatized. He's literally so traumatized to the point where he doesn't remember what happened. So like, even by the time they like rescue him and get them out, they like all kind of team up. Uh, Jerome gets the crew, the Sabuna crew together, um, and gets them to get him out. He like cannot speak. He can't be touched. Like he is literally, he's going through it. like Like none other. Having like a full blown panic attack. So they're like, get him something to drink quick. Get him something to drink. And what does Nina fucking do? Nina gives him the elixir of life. And what is in that elixir? No one fucking knows. And he drinks it and passes out. And he, he gets, gets sent right stops. straight to the hospital. Yeah. So we're all like, Nina, you fucked up. And she's very guilty. She feels very guilty about it, which is like rightfully so. Yeah. But also, like, I kind of feel bad for her. Now in episode 13, House of Reunion and House of Memories, I think there's some clues in this title as to what this episode's about. This is also written by Diane and directed by Timmy. <laughs> so, Victor's like, hey, Alfie drank cleaning fluid, but no one's believing it, but he just, like, very quickly announces that, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just covering his own ass, because yeah, later, you find out in the hospital that they're like, actually, it's, like, very inconclusive, we actually don't know what he, he yeah. drank. Yeah. They end up solving this bleathered and clasped, clasped riddle. Even though Nina's being like, I don't want to be a part of it. She literally quits Sabuna only to join like in the next episode. Yeah. So basically, they're like, "What's blethered and clasped? And then they're like, "Oh my god, it, it, isn't the clue like where yesterday always comes? follows tomorrow?" Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, it's a dictionary." And so it is a dictionary. And find they find this big Arabic dictionary. And Nina's locket is the only one that opens it. And only she can open it with the locket. Boom, plot twist. Oh my god, hint that she's the chosen one. Which, like, we already got the chosen yeah. one vibes. Yeah. They can't find the clue yet. Oh, right. In the book. Yeah, because-, because it's, like, it's just, like, a cut-out ink. book. Yeah. Invisible ink. But, um, while Alfie is in the hospital, Patricia goes to visit him and to, like, interrogate him. But who does she see at the hospital- freaking rufus who we thought died because victor like literally knocked him out and they saw him knock him out and was like oh my god so scary yeah we forgot to mention it doesn't matter that's why patricia joined sabuna so rufus is like her key to joy or at least so she thinks so she wants to help him so she kidnaps him out of the hospital Wheels him on down to the good old garden shed, hides him in the woods, and, um, there he meets, like, the actual, like, Sabuna crew, and he basically says some really shady shit about Nina and her locket and Sarah and all this shit. He's like, it's cursed, it's like, you should give that back, and he just, like, doesn't know what he's talking about, and he seems very sus about it. But then they do finally, you're right, they do actually, in this episode, read the invisible ink on the, in the the dictionary and find the next clue. Which is, unfortunately taken from them as Victor catches them in the act. That sounds so, like, scandalous. Yes. He catches them in the act. And he gets the next puzzle piece. And then the next two episodes are bonkers. These are the play (laughs) episodes. I don't know where we are. Wait, I wrote Mara that's illegal. Where are we? (laughs) Mara does something so heinous (laughs) that, like, she can't come back from this, and yet we've allowed her to come back from this. She... Takes, so because she was in her rebellious era, she decided that she can't train with Mick because he hates her guts um, and doesn't think she's attractive, which, like, obviously. Um, and he started training with, like, his soccer coach or whatever the fuck. And so she took some really cute pictures of them training together and, like, laughing, I and, like, guess. Just, like, socializing. Literally just, like, interacting. And sent them to Mr. Sweet, one of the teachers at the school, and was like, these are some interesting photos. I wonder what they're doing. Okay, here's where I want to touch on Mrs. Robinson. Okay, please do. So the um gym, s- soccer coach's name know. is Mrs. Robinson. Um and if I don't have like Meet the, the Robinson, have you seen The Graduate? No. Okay, so it's this movie about like a college student who falls in love with this old lady. Oh my god. And her name is Mrs. Robinson. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my god. And um you know the the That's song crazy. by like oh my god why am I forgetting who this Hey song there, is? Mr. Robinson. Juice is that a team? song, Mrs. Robinson? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What song is that? Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson. But um, it's about a young boy falling in love with an older lady, and then they named the gym teacher Mrs. Robinson, which I think is just hilarious. That's so funny. I yeah. love the writer, Diane. Let's get you on the pod. Yeah, I <laughs> want to talk about this. Like, just who names these hilarious. characters? Yeah. That's so funny. But anyway, she sends them over. Um, and this basically, and so Mr. Sweet sees them and and is like, yoink, we got to get her out of the school. But what I find the most interesting is that they also think that Mick is going to get suspended. Yeah. Now, why, if he is being preyed on in a student-teacher relationship, Mm -hmm. would he be getting in trouble? Because that's literally the plot in the next couple of episodes. He's like, I'm so scared I'm going to get thrown out of this school for something that I didn't even do. When you're literally not of consenting age. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. It didn't make any sense to me. And it's also, like, something that's a very, like, mature topic for such a children's show. It felt like I was like why are we so obsessed with teach like student teacher relationships in the 2010s because it felt like pretty liars to me. Like it, it was, was like so... especially like when they introduced Jason the hot teacher, yeah. I was like everyone was like, mm, look at that booty though." And like that was literally like their whole comment and every time he had like an interaction with someone, I was like, "Are you like and is his, there something happening relationship here?" relationship with Patricia. Too. is so strange like mm-hmm. he visits her at home. He like gets very into like her mystery eventually but then he goes to the dark side the school is hosting like um a play written by (laughs) our very own nina martin and this is the best thing ever it is it is the best thing to happen to house of anubis thus far nina uh is unoriginal and stupid and can't come up with anything on her okay I wouldn't give her props, Okay, no. She had no time, no resources to write this play. She's not a writer. And they were like, Nina, write a play about something. And she's like, uh, I guess I'll write about my friend fucking Sarah or Sally from the museum. Yeah. Who tells me things. So they basically make up this play that's all about this mystery that they're searching, that they're on. And it's following Sarah, a.k.a. It's it's following following Sally. A.k.a. Sarah. And um, it's very like the call is coming in from inside the house yeah. because they are just trying to call out Victor and his shenanigans and basically just like call in him out. In yeah. the play. In the play. Which is kind of funny. It's hilarious. So it's talking about Sarah's parents and how they went on the um, excavate. Ex- yeah. Excavation? Yeah. Exca- yeah. Excavation of Toon Common's tomb and how there was a curse on the treasure that they stole and. And that's the treasure that they're searching for in the house, and and Fabian plays Victor, and it is the funniest shit oh, because he's got oh Sharpie God. mustache and like Sharpie sideburns. It is my favorite it's thing. And an Alfie and Jerome played a, a camel, camel <laughs> because they did something that bad, and and it's their punishment. Oh and it's God. just so good. And Nina has a British accent. She puts on a British accent, and me and Pierre are about to quote it for you right now. I'm um, screaming. <laughs> my name is Sally. Is Sally. I, I am twelve. So- the, She's seven, seven years seven, old. Seven, sorry, I'm, I'm seven years, years old. It's so and she so says something, something, something. My story has to be told, or something. And and it's it so is bad. Like, it's iconic. Atrocious. It's, it's atrociously bad. Her curls, horrible. I I just love this play. One of the most important parts of the play is that they've decided that it's the best time for them to get the puzzle piece that Victor stole from them. Mm -hmm. And this was Nina's big idea. She's like, I gotta break in between Act 1 and Act 2. I'm gonna go yeet over there. Yeet on back. Basically the play is like, everything's coming to a head. Who's in the audience? Rufus. Who's not in the audience? Literally no one. Joy's (laughs) in the audience. Victor's in the audience. Sweet's in the audience. Uncle Aid is in the (laughs) audience. Trudy and Uncle Aid are falling in love, which I fucking love. So everyone, who's anyone, is there. Um, And so Nina leaves during intermission to go get the puzzle piece, which um, is very stressful for her. And that's kind of where we end up. They they love a cliffhanger for the end of the episode. And then we get to our mid-season finale. Which is... House of Risk and House of Thieves. Nothing really happens in this episode. <laughs> no, but but like we get to this like point. But a lot happens. Where I feel everything like. is like flipped. Yeah. So, um, Nina retrieves the p- puzzle piece from Victor's safe, but Victor, like, is literally in the room with her. And she's just hiding. No the peripheral vision. That's it's, what I'm telling you. It's bizarre. Like She's crawling around on the floor. It's just really no. funny. But she makes it back and to the play, and they're, like, stalling on stage because she's super late. I have one really quick question. Yeah. Why did he go to his office? He doesn't oh do God. anything there. Yeah. He just takes, he opens the safe where the puzzle pieces are kept. He types in the number. She sees the, the code, mm-hmm. which she got wrong before. He looks at the puzzle pieces. He goes, mm-mm-mm, I got some puzzle pieces. And then he gets a text, and then it goes, hey, uh, we, you got to come back. Rufus is in the audience. And then he puts the puzzle pieces back and closes the safe and leaves. He doesn't do anything in this scene. Why is he at I, his office? Like a lot. A Other lot than of to the increase things, tension. A lot of the things in this show are just there. I for, know. Do you remember the episode where they're like talking about finding the hidden treasure? And then Mick comes in. He's like, What treasure? Yeah. And then Nina just holds up a box of cereal. And it's like, Where did you get the box of cereal? And she's like, Oh, you know, the treasure. And uh, she back goes, of the box. I'm really. She loves being really into things. I'm she's really like into pirates. I'm re- no, she goes, I'm really into like collecting like cereal. Like toys? Yeah. It's like the most absurd. I'm really into texturing me. I'm really into lying. Like, she's still so bad. So, anyway, we get this puzzle piece. Yes. Return to the play. It's a mess. Um, Joy's in the audience. Everybody sees her. The teachers have seen her. They're like, Joy, leave. Okay. Do we know at this point, like, why Joy has left? Like, specifically? Yeah. Well, they do say, so Joy, they're like, Joy, run. And that's what Patricia says. And Joy like runs and she hides in a classroom and Victor basically catches her there and was like, you didn't think you could like get away with this or whatever. Um, you're the chosen one. So he does call her the chosen one. I don't think they say exactly the things like Nina has already found, like they've seen the stuff in the cellar. They know about the elixir life. They've seen their little name plates. Yes. But I don't think they know, Like I don't think they've added it all up yet. Mm-hmm. But kind of the main thing is like, Joy is still alive. And she's been taken out of school for a reason. For a very specific reason. And we, like, kind of basically had everything confirmed to us by this episode. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the biggest plot twist of this episode, which is, like, how would you not have seen it coming, is that Rufus is a bad guy. Yeah. And he basically was, like, conning Patricia the whole time to, like... Get to Joy. To get to Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he can't do that anymore, he dun-dun-dun kidnaps Patricia. Which, Why?
1: I don't know. Like it serves no it serves no
0: purpose. It's like I think he just doesn't want her to reveal his secrets, which yeah. is probably my best explanation for that. I think but I it, don't know why. Is it if um if he hands over Patricia then they'll give him give him the, the elixir I, or joy or something? Oh. I think that's what it might be. It might be that. Yeah. It might be like a leverage thing. Yeah. But he hasn't like made any claims by this point. Um but that is kind of the explosive mid season finale. Yeah of House of Anubis season one, um, what are, what are some final thoughts we have before, before we, before s- we have to go? <laughs> so, ooh, I just love, love this for like first part of the season where we don't really know much about what's going on mm-hmm. because like after this point in the season, we know we're searching for the cup of, cup of Ankh. Cup of the- Ankh. Ankh. Yeah. yeah. And that all these puzzle pieces come together to make a big old cup. Yes. After this point, we know there's, like, a purpose to the quest. Before, it was just, like, oh, we're searching, we have all these pieces, we don't know what they yeah. mean. But well, wouldn't that be why you like the next part of the series? And not why you like this part? But it's, like, a nice, like, it's just, it's just like, the mystery kind of gets, like, a direction after mm-hmm. this. And before yeah. you're, it's, like, a big, I don't know. It's fun to piece it all together. I think, like, this, it just has the least guidance in the, mm-hmm. these first 15 episodes. Um, and I think some of my favorite parts of the show are when everyone is working together to, like, solve the mystery. So, like, when they all, like, get Alfie out of the cellar. Yes. I love that moment. Like, when Patricia joins the gang. Like, I really like those moments because I feel like they really bring out each other's strengths. And I do really think that they are good characters in, like, in the ways that they are just, like, very different people. But yeah, I just, I don't see a lot of that in this episode. We have to go soon. Yes, we do. Let's talk... (laughs) tragic or nostalgic first half house of anubis season 1 i say it's Ugh. That's so hard. It's really hard because I love it because I I'm love biased. it but I know it's bad. Okay. I would say it's kind of I would say it's leaning more towards tragic. I would too just Because, because I think it's a mess. It's totally a mess. Because it's like we had so such Okay, can I just tell the audience? We had such a hard time recording this podcast not because it's our first podcast, but because what is of the mess that is the plot of this episode. No offense yeah. to Diane. You just had a lot to work with. Yeah. There are so many this is such a big cast of characters. They're coming out like mm-hmm. telenovela style. There's a 2 dollar budget. Yep. Like th- there she had nothing to work with, which is why this yeah. was so hard. It really like, like there was just so much to talk about. And yeah. I think it got easier as it went because the plot got like less yeah, crazy. But I think that's also the thing is when there's so much going on, it's because they're not all in on the secret. Yes. And so there has to be all these other side yes. plots like an A and B and C story That to touch on all the characters. that mm-hmm. is so unnecessary in the later seasons. And I think it makes it more like cohesive. I totally agree. So I'm gonna go tragic. I'm gonna go tragic too. Even though I, I have probably seen the first 15 episodes more than I've seen the rest of the series. Yeah, I, I have probably rewatched this every year since it came out. So I love it and I don't care. Yeah. But, um especially that first it's episode. is definitely tragic. Yeah. The first episode is tragic all oh. by itself. <laughs> For sure. It's so yeah. bad. Hi, I'm Nina. I'm from Except, America. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I do think that the play episodes, those the play two, episodes. those are nostalgic. I think no, those, I'd still say they're bad. You're, you are I'd bad? still say they're bad. I just love... My name is Sally. Sally. I'm, I'm seven, seven years, years old. old. I just love it so much. It's camp. It's really camp. And we need to... We actually we have, have to, to go. go. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Next up on the docket, we will be watching... Avalon High. Avalon High, as well as the next 12, finishing. 13 episodes of House of Anubis, so, like, the latter half except the last episode. Um, so that's what's on deck. We have lots of people screaming here um, at Emerson College. So so we've got to go. We've got to go. We got to go um, um, we have not figured out the outro yet, so we're just going to say goodbye. Yeah, and subscribe and like and follow us and do all those things. Okay, goodbye. See ya.